Hey, welcome to Royal Hope Podcast. Our purpose is to reveal the true source of hope, which is found in Jesus Christ. Hey, have you ever felt like you were the wrong person to do something? Have you ever thought about your purpose? Well, if you have, I have a show for you today with my friend, Joey Sims. Crystal, thanks for having me on your program today. I'm glad to have you, and I'm ready to hear what you have to say. Well, awesome. Well, it's an honor to be here, and I want to thank uh, your listeners uh, for taking the time to be with us today. And uh, really, uh, what I want to share with you is just to encourage you to let you know that God really does have a purpose and a plan uh, for your life. You know, this is something that we hear all the time. Especially as little kids, you know, as little kids, we're encountered with the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, some people will say a firefighter, some people will say a doctor, and some people can get creative and say, I want to be Superman or Batman or things like that. But really, this is a question that uh, is at us every moment of our life, because no matter how old you are, and no matter what goes on in your life, God really does have a plan for you. God really does have a purpose for you. And God really does have a destiny for your life. And so this is a question we got to think about at every aspect of your life, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're graduating high school or retired. We all have this understanding that there's a reason why I'm here and trying to find out that reason. That's really what I want to share with your uh, uh, listeners today. And I'm excited just to look at the word and just uh, think of uh, different ways that we can try to come to this understanding that God has a purpose for our life. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah, I remember elementary school, we would have a guidance counselor come and talk to us about thinking about what we wanted to be and that there were some jobs that was timeless where others wasn't. So yeah, and the true fact is, is that we all do have a purpose and God has a purpose for each of us, but Sometimes I think um, situations and we let people tell us what we can or can't do and instead of listening to God. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Because I think one of the things that we need to do is God's uh, going to, you know, reach out to us and uh, let us know what he's called us and destined us to do. It first starts out with a fundamental understanding that God really does have a plan for our lives. I think one of the most famous scriptures that we can uh, go back to to try to bring back to this understanding, of course, is Jeremiah 29, 11. I think a lot of people, whether they're in the church or not in the church, maybe knows this verse, and it's this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. The plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and hope. So we see in that scripture there that, first of all, that God really does have a plan for our lives, that God knows the reason why he put us here on this earth. You know, you know, we can listen to the words of someone else. And uh, unfortunately, some of the words of someone else is some people may have uh, been uh, said as a child and spoken to as a child that they were a mistake or never wanted. But that's not the case at all, because regardless of how we came here on this earth, you know, God had us in mind and he put us here for a purpose and for a reason. Um, you know, Jeremiah 1.5 shares uh, that fact uh, where it says this, that I know you before I formed you in your mother's womb. And before you were born, I set you apart and pointed you as my prophet to the nations. And the encouraging thing from this scripture 
is it shares us uh, that uh, before we were ever formed in our mother's womb, God knew us. You know, we were not an accident. We were not a mistake. You know, myself, I was a surprise child. You know, my mom always said that uh, she prayed for patience and got me. And I was an ADD, hyperactive kid, you know, just, you know, full of energy and testing my mom's patience every single day. And uh, so I was a surprise child. But the thing is, you know, people could take those words and think, well, I wasn't planned, so therefore I'm not wanted. But that, the, the problem is, is in your um, in your parents' mind, yeah, you may have came across as a, as a surprise, a delightful surprise. But but in the mind of God, you were planned from the very beginning because God knew you were going to come into this world. And God said, I put you here on purpose to serve a purpose. You're not a mistake. You're not happenstance. You're not just taking up space on this earth, you know, just, you know, getting on people's nerves and and just really just uh, uh, getting in the way of people. But God said, I put you here on a purpose. There's a reason why I put you here. Before you were ever formed in your mother's womb, I knew you and I set you apart to serve a purpose that I preordained for you. So that's some things that can encourage us, regardless of what others say. And let's just be honest, regardless of what we say of ourselves, you know, we may look at ourselves and look at our inadequacies and, and failures and shortcomings and weaknesses, and we may think that uh, God, uh, you know, made a mistake in making us, but the truth is that God made us on purpose, and he knew our mistakes and our failures, but said, listen, regardless of what you've done, regardless of where you've been, regardless of what you think you can't do, with my power and my strength, I can give you the ability to do what I've always destined you to do. Um, so that's the thing that encourages me to just to know that God really does have a purpose for our life. And we were born to serve a purpose on purpose to serve a purpose for God. Yeah, that's so true. And, and what you kind of said, it reminds me back um, in Psalms 139, you know, and it goes on in verse 13, it starts with you formed me in my inner parts, you covered me in my mother's womb, I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I made when I was made in secret and skillfully walked in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they were written. The days were fastened for me when as yet there was none of them what you were saying, you know, like God has that purpose, right? He does. And he knew us before we was even formed. That's right. And he knows every hair on our head. He knows our yep. thoughts, our anxieties and our doubts. He knows what we've been through and what we're going to be through. But yet he's blessed us because we're blessed through Jesus Christ. Yep. And we can do things through Christ that maybe on our own we can't. But that's what's so great is that God has a purpose for us. And sometimes what we can't do on our own through Christ, we can. And I think sometimes we let our ourselves get in the way. I know I have in the past. I've let myself get in the way or because I couldn't understand certain things or do certain things. And I thought, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not capable of doing this or that. Because of things in the past, because of my own thoughts, and because of some things and you know that others have said to me, and the truth yes. is, is I can do anything God wants me to do, and it's, I'm not 
purposeless. I have a purpose and it's full of life and it's from God. So I, I strongly agree. And I think that's something that honestly, a lot of people struggle with is their purpose. Absolutely. Uh, Very much so, especially when they look at their inadequacies and and failures and shortcomings. And uh, a perfect example I love to talk about is uh, the story of Gideon. And uh, you can, your listeners can, uh, you know, look at the story of Gideon, Judges 6, 7, and 8. It showed how God called Gideon to uh, stand up to an enemy that Israel was facing. And uh, Gideon, we discover him in Judges chapter 6, uh, uh, beginning with verse 12. Gideon was a fearful man. He was a very insecure man. And uh, he went ahead and was just trying to hide even the green that he has in the wine press and try to hide away from the enemy. So he was just trying to stay in the background and stay away from all this mess. But God showed up in his life in Judges chapter 6, verse 12. It uh, said it said um, that the angel of the Lord appeared to, to Gideon and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. So this angel of the Lord, which... If you study theology, it's kind of interesting. When you uh, study the Bible, you read the phrase, the angel of the Lord in the Bible. It really is an Old Testament appearance of Jesus Christ. So while it's cool that angel, and I believe in angels, angels still can visit us today. And and the Bible even says we may entertain angels and not know it. So it's cool that uh, God sends angels as ministering spirits you know, uh, for us to minister to us. But uh, in that moment, it's God himself, Jesus Christ, before the New Testament, came uh, before and appeared before him and said, Hey, I'm going to let you know something about yourself, Gideon, that you didn't know. You're a mighty hero. Or other versions says you're a mighty man of valor. And Gideon replied, like, uh, you know, like all of us sometimes, out of our inadequacies and our weaknesses and just our perspective of the current moment. Because Gideon said, Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are the miracles of our ancestors uh, told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. So first of all, Gideon replies out of his weaknesses, out of his inadequacies and failures. He saw himself as the weakest of the bunch. He told God, listen, my family is the weakest. My tribe is the weakest. I'm the weakest in my family. I'm the bottom of the barrel. You don't want me. I'm a puny thing. There's no way I can defeat this whole army. But yet God kept on reminding him, because I am with you, go in the strength I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the tools necessary to make sure that you get the job done. So we got to realize that God is not calling Gideon based off of who he sees himself right now. He's pointing to who he's always destined to become. 
See, we see ourselves in our present moment in our inadequacies and in our failures and our shortcomings because we can only see one aspect of life. Where the Bible says this, that Jesus is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and he's the last. The author and finisher of our faith. The, you know, in theology, we even say that God is omniscient, which simply means that God is all-knowing. Since God is all-knowing, he sees me beyond where I'm at right now. He sees me fulfilling what he has called me and destined me to do. So rest assured, if God is calling you to do something right now and leading you to do something, it's not based off of your inadequacies. He sees the potential he deposited on the inside of you, and he's trying to get you to see who he's always destined you to become. So God was encouraging Gideon to go in the strength that you have, go in my strength, because I called you to do a mighty thing. And because of that, let me tell you something, you can fulfill what God's called you to do. Because God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. He gives us the tools necessary to get the job done. And one of the ways we need to do that is to see ourselves the way God sees us. Not based off of our failures or inadequacies, but based on who he sees us in Jesus Christ. That changes everything. If we see ourselves from God's perspective, even though we think we can't fulfill the calling, we can get up and do what God's called us to do. But if we continue to look ourselves through our failures and our shortcomings and our inadequacies and the negative words that people spoke over our lives, we'll never fulfill what God's called us to do. So we need to rise above that and see ourselves from God's perspective. I think that is a key for us to discover and fulfill what God's called us to do. This thing about our purpose is not um, a new thing. You know, yep. Like you said with Gideon, but if we even go back and we go back in Exodus and starting at three with Moses at the burning bush. And Absolutely. God's telling him, this is what I want you to do. And I want you to go and speak and free my people. I can't speak, Lord. How can I do this? I can't do this. So he gets, so, yep. you know, and even there's parts in it through this whole thing. He's like, verse 14, he goes, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, this you shall say to the children people I am mm -hmm. has sent to you. And he said, okay, well, you don't think you can speak. So I'll give you somebody that will be your voice. And he gave him his brother, Aaron. Yep, absolutely. And, but, you know, we even see this in Moses. Moses is saying, well, I, I, I can't do this. How should I mm -hmm. go? Because in verse 11, it says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? And that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, you know. And God's saying, "You're going to be my, you're going to be my spokesman person. You're going to be it. I'm the one that's going to bring them out because I am who I am." Yep. No, that is a very important point because Moses. Because here's the thing: we bring our excuse. I'll call it uh, like it is excuses before God. Our our reasonings of why God picked the wrong person. <laughs> And uh, the thing is, is, um, you know, we can bring our excuses of why God picked the wrong person, but yet God, like I said, gave us gifts, gave us talents and abilities and pointing us to whom he always does us to become. So it's interesting that uh, I, and I believe the patience of God is, is, is amazing, even in those situations, because, um, you know, we can bring our excuses and our reasons why we're the wrong person for the job. 
but yet God will continue to go after us and let us know, no, I have called you for this thing. I have destined you for this. If you look at Gideon and you read that, I mean, he still is responding in his inadequacies and his failures that, uh, well, if this is really you, uh, okay, let, let me do the sacrifice. If this is really you, perform this sign. I mean, it, it took maybe a chapter and a half before Gideon realizes that this is really the word from the Lord. So it shows us how patient God is with us and going after us. And, and I'm glad that you brought up Moses because um, you know, I, I see, I see Gideon, Gideon mentioning, here's why you picked the wrong person. Moses brought up, here's why you picked the wrong person. And even Jeremiah, the prophet that wrote down what God said in Jeremiah 29, 11, that God knows the plans we have for us. He even thought he was the wrong person. So if you look at Jeremiah chapter one, verse four, it says, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, uh, verse five, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. So that's Jeremiah's response. I cannot speak for you. I'm too young. I'm too young. They won't take me seriously. I'm too young. There's no way I can do that thing. So that was Jeremiah's response. But yet the Lord responded, pointing to whom he was always destined to become. Verse seven says this, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you and wherever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. And verse nine says, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. And so God is saying, listen, you may think you're too young, but you're the right person for the job. I will put my words in your mouth. I will give you the tools necessary to get the job done. And, but we got to realize that there is a place for us. There's a place for our gift. It reminded me um, of uh, years ago in 2009, I went on my first missions trip to Guatemala. And we went with our church to an orphanage that we support down there uh, called Casa Angelina. And uh, it's a great first time missions trip. And they're, they're doing a tremendous job there uh, taking care of the orphans of Guatemala. But uh, when we got there on our first day to do do some work and with my dad and other people from the church and, and you know, we're hearing all the jobs that need to be done. All right. All, all the painters come over here in this corner if you want to paint. All the carpentry people, you want to help with carpentry, go over here. All the electricians go over here uh, if, you, if you want to help out with electricians. And I stood in the middle because I am not a painter, I am not an electrician, and I'm not a carpenter. I was none of these things. So I stood in the middle and said, my gift is not important. I'm none of these things, so how can I do that? So I eventually got connected with the carpentry team and was able to do something that I could do. 
sanding boards, which I remember from shop class at Athens, you know, sanding, sanding boards. I can go ahead and sand boards. And eventually I helped out. Uh, there was a computer team there putting together computers and, and getting things together with that. And I messed around with computers before. So I was able to help out that team and do that. I figured out that even though I thought I couldn't fulfill something, God had a role for me to fulfill and a part for me to play in the body of Christ. A lot of times we look at each other's gifts. Well, I wish I could preach like that. I wish I could be like this person. I wish I could do like this and do like that. And we bring our excuses. I'm not the best preacher. I'm not the most educated. You know, whatever those excuses. But God say, I'm not looking for you to be those things. I'm looking for you to be the best you that you could be, to operate in the gifts that I'm giving you and I deposit on the inside of you. We got to realize that there is a place for our gift and there is a place for us in the body of Christ. Instead of us throwing excuses before God, let's go before the Lord and say, Lord, help me to do what you want me to do and show me my place in the body of Christ. And I think that will change everything because there is a place for each gift that God has given us. That's so true. Wow, sometimes we're being reminded that the small things really do make a difference. I have an action point for you this week. I want to challenge you to sit down and write down everything you do every day. Just take a few minutes at the end of the day and write down what you did that day. By next Tuesday, look at that and reflect on how much that you've done and how that can be used for God. Because every little thing can make a difference. Thank you for joining Royal Hope Podcast for another week. For more information, discussion, and much more, go to www.theroyalhope.com slash Royal Hope Podcast. Again, that's www.theroyalhope.com slash Royal Hope Podcast. And I'll see you next Wednesday.